Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to another exciting episode of Between the Lines. I'm your host, IBK. We've got a great show packed today. It's episode number 70. Um, Arsenal fans are in, are in jubilation mode. We're going to be hearing from them. Man U fans, things going to be bad. Um, Aussie men keep scoring. Barcelona keeps winning. Some great stuff happening with um, maybe um, in the NBA Celtics. There have been some, there's been some rumblings. What's going on concerning some transfers? We'll touch on it and also what, why 15 points? Re- why did Juve have a 15 point reduction? What's going on? So uh, let me start with with you, Olashagun. What's up, bro? I, I, like every time I come on here, it's like a quirky whatever. Like to start the to start the the podcast, but. Today is just, bro. It's just like filled with emotion, man. I'm, I'm like, I'm proud of this team, man. Uh, well, if people now don't know, by now don't know which team I'm talking about, then it's, it's poor. But I'm proud of Arsenal, like the, the team today, the performance. Um, two big games over the the weekend. The, to start with the North London derby, and then you know this game against United, and then it went down and they they, they won, and it's just. Is is the youngest team in the league, man? It's just something to, to be proud of, and yeah, it's a, for me, it's a it's a little emotional, man. I'm 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 very happy. Hey, why? Man, you losing? Man, you drawing this week? Or Celtic keep winning? What's up with your emotions right now? Uh, I mean, it's mixed, of course. I mean, I I think um, we, we could have we could have. At least got a point today at uh, the Emirates. Had um, had the manager been more, I don't know, tactically aware. Uh, for the for the Celtics, we're still doing well. Though uh, Marco Smart, you know, twisted his knee yesterday. Uh, good to hear he's nothing serious. So it's it's been a mixed week, really. Ramsey. Yeah, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing for Arsenal because uh, the team keeps showing that uh, that they will do, and uh, they are only going to get better. Really, Arsenal will only get, get better. So, in the first leg, I said it then that if Arteta wanted a point from Arsenal's visit to Old Trafford, he would have gotten it. So, he lost the plot when he went for the kill. When, like at one-one, he went for. The win and then United got him on counter. So they wanted to do the same thing again today. And I must give it to Lisandro Martinez. That guy is a warrior. He's an amazing player. But likes of Zinchenko, uh, Zinchenko covered lots of ground and uh, is kind of showing everyone again that winning mentality that he brought from Manchester City. And uh, it was key and immense for Arsenal today. But feed Eddie and he's going to score. Abikin Pedi, just like you call Rexy. So for me, <laughs> I'm buzzing, I'm buzzing, I'm buzzing. I'll just follow you anytime. And uh, that, that's just it. Let, let the show begin. All right. Okay, so Ola Shagun, please kindly um, run through some of the results in, in European League results. Thank you. Uh, yeah, as always, uh, keep it brief ish. Uh, so the, the week started with. Uh, Crystal Palace played against United. It was 1-1 there. Um, I, th- I think you mentioned it in the intro. Uh, United were winning. Uh, then a, a late uh, Michael Lutze, um free kick. Kind of, yeah, they, they, they dropped the points there. So, yeah, disappointing start to the week for them. And then um, on Thursday, Manchester City played against Spurs. 
Spurs are winning 2-0 at halftime and then uh yeah just the capitulation at at the break um from from Spurs very very Spursy of them uh allowed Manchester to come back and win fairly comfortably at the end 4-2 um so yeah big 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 win for them it, it was you know it was it was like oh can can uh Tottenham do something for us today and but they, they did not but we, <laughs> we we know about Tottenham we know that they're not they're not to be uh relied upon but yeah that was that was the game there uh Copa del Rey Villarreal uh lost to Real Madrid and Villarreal were winning at the at, at a point and then you know Real Madrid did well to come back and you know get the advance to the next round in, in that competition um, on Saturday the beginning of the week uh, Liverpool played against a uh, weekend rather Liverpool played against Chelsea very very poor game um, it's funny because like you know the, the game at the beginning there was a lot of talk about how it was ninth against 10th and it was you know now a mid-table clash but you know sometimes with these teams like they just pull out quality and they proceeded to not pull out any quality it was very poor from start to finish and yeah it ended 0-0 uh, over there and then um today uh, Manchester City beat Wolves 3-0 comfortable win for them after you know Guardiola had had a, a week of not even, not basically lambasting his team but more like just urging them and, and talking about what he feels is missing in the team in terms of like you know that drive and that willingness to 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 get the three points but they came out this this uh weekend and they, they beat Wolves fairly comfortably 3-0 and then the 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 big game of the weekend um that's not been Manchester United 3-2 that's the game that we just finished uh watching and I guess we'll get into that there were other games in the and around Europe, Barcelona beats Getafe, a good win for them. I know Napoli won, if I remember correctly, I'm just going to fight. Yeah, they beat Salernitana 2-0. Um, mm-hmm. Osimhen scored again. Uh, so, yeah, just uh, good results around for, for you know, that, that's the roundup of the footballing results. And, you know, we can get our teeth into uh, some of them. Okay, so so let's let's pick up a couple of the major games. We'll pick up um let's start with the Arsenal Manu that we just finished. Started, you know, started well, Arsenal started on the front foot and then Rashford scores. And you know, we all say, Okay, yeah, Rashford is a counter attack. No, it's not. He beats <laughs> um Thomas Pate comfortably and then Arsenal go back, they don't panic, they don't throw in the kitchen sink like you know they did in Manu. And they played well and they to me I think they deserve to win. Especially the last 20 minutes, the pressure that they mounted when it was 2-2. Um I had I had I had the commentator saying that you know for for Saka's goal the keeper could have done better. And I think and I think Saka's goal to, to me was also like Rashford's goal because it was surprising. You know, it was very surprising, and that was why they were able to get that those two goals, as in Rashford and Saka. But it was a classic performance. It was a throwback, Man U Arsenal kind of thing. Obviously, them the two teams fighting for titles. It was good to see, um, of course, Ferguson there, Beckham there. Um, probably one or two sign the the new signing that has not been confirmed was also in the stands. It was a great performance, and of course. Um, Trossard also came off the bench and you know showed his class again. It was a, it was a great performance. I, I, I mind you played well even without Casemiro. Um, good win. So let me start with you, Ay. Oh wow! Uh, it was a, it was a game to evoke uh, you know memories of the time when you know these two clubs had a rivalry that defined English football uh, as well as the destination of the Premier League title. I mean. 
10, 15 years ago, this was the game that determined where the title was going. So it, it was nice to see, you know, that atmospheric game, you know, the days of Roy Keane in the tunnel, Keon versus Van Roy, Brawls, uh, Flying Peter, you know, <laughs> Flying, Tempus Flaring and all that. You know, and, you know, at the end of the day, Arsenal have taken an you know, adrenaline throughout step towards their first title since 2004. Uh, there's no feeling like a last minute winner. And the last minute loss feels so so depressing. Uh, after the long VR check for Edicatia's possible upside goal, you know, I just I knew it was over. Anyway, to so the game itself. Uh, Arsenal deserve to win. I have, I have to be, I have to be frank. Uh, but the way United set up for the game, I think it was wrong. I think um, at halftime, I, I, I just knew we had to take off Ericsson and put on Fred because Saka was torturing Shaw all night, all evening. So it was obvious. And Ericsson didn't have the legs, right? But I think it took a long time to bring on Fred. I think Fred should have been on Saka from the start of the second half. That would have changed a lot. Uh, Anthony was poor. I think Anthony should have, should have come up for Ganache a long time ago. Uh, many people are having a go at uh, Wegos. I think Wegos did well. He pressed well. He joined the, the 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 defending you know and everything and considering it's I mean you're playing against the best team in the league you, you're not it's not gonna be easy for you even if you are one of the top strikers out there. So not I not even that I like physically know. physically against Gabriel and Saliba is tough. They are both six four, six yeah. six three. So I mean he's tall as well but I mean, as two really but tough players, yeah. But bro, it's two of them, man. It's it's, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. I, 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 I've, I've, I've seen people having a go at him, and I'm like, nah, nah. I think I don't. I don't really blame him. Unfortunately, unfortunately there's no there, there's no Marshall, so it would have been nice to just take him off around maybe the seventh, fifth minutes, and then have Marshall come in. Unfortunately, there's no Marshall. But like I said, I think the the the, the mistake from Ten Hag was. Keeping Ericsson for too long, I think I think by half time Ericsson was done because he was cooked, and Shaw kept getting exposed to Saka. Uh, in case yeah, the second goal from him, poor I don't know poor defending. Uh, the first one, poor defending from Aaron Bissaka. He took an impromptu nap. Uh, the goal from Saka, <laughs> quality goal. I don't know what the girl was thinking. And I, so, I, I think he didn't expect it. To be fair, I think he didn't expect it. It wasn't like, you know, he had been shooting and stuff or trying to shoot. I, I, I expected it. Because every time Saka had the ball, Shaw always tried to make him get on the left foot. Shaw always tried to block him running behind. I mean... Check it. Every time Saka was on Shaw, Shaw tried to stop him from getting behind. That's what Shaw was after. So Saka's only option was to cut it every time. 
go check it. So cutting him was but, but cutting was him was inevitable. a wrong decision from him because that's his strength. That's what I'm saying. That's mm-hmm. why I said Fred should have been on Saka Ultra. Mm-hmm. But if you notice Saka almost repeated that goal. Yes, yes, he hit back. Ericsson so yeah. So he saw. So I don't know. I, in in that case, Ericsson was able to cover up quickly enough. But you know, anyway, the game is gone. Like I said, Arsenal deserve the win. And uh, well, we still have our top four aspirations. We still have uh, uh, the Carling Cup, the Carabao Cup. You know, I mean, it, it's still a it's still a good season for us. Elijah, oh yeah, your emotions. Let me hear. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't want this to go too long because I still want to leave like you know some some meat on the bone for for Ramsey to talk about it. But um, I don't even want to talk about emotions. I, I think like obviously the emotion is there and it's like it's a great win. Obviously, all about 2004 is the last time we won it. What 19 years, 20 years now. Um, youngest team in the league, you know. 21-year-olds doing it, um, academy players, all of that. But it's just like, you know, when you just talk about, we even want to just talk about the quality and like actual player performances and everybody is is like stepping up. You know, um, at the beginning, it was it was funny because it was on that right-hand side or left-hand side for United and it was, you know, Rashford against White and Rashford was winning that battle actually. Uh, White got the yellow card early on and then it was Shaw against um, Damsaka. And you know Rashford, Rashford kept like he he beat White a couple of times. Obviously, he got the goal. And you know just when when they rem- it became one one in the in the first half, and then in the second half they removed um they removed White to put on um, Tomiyasu, and that threat was almost like <laughs> almost immediately like eliminated. You know like Tomiyasu locked him down at the back. You know like I mentioned at the at the top, um, uh, Gabriel and Saliba winning winning the duels in the air, winning the duels on the ground against Wegers too. You know, it's a handful. I mean, he's he's what like six 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 or something, six five. He's really tall. And then obviously, we're still talking about the back, talking about people like Zinchenko, um, just controlling the game from left back. He's popping up in the center circle. He's popping up on on the D of the box. He's uh, he's finding passes, linking plays. He's driving the team forward. Uh, and you know it's just it's just amazing. And then obviously you have Pate. Pate, I don't think it was his best game today. I think in the first half it was really sloppy. Uh, Odegaard as well, I think, was a little sloppy. But you know when when you have like things like that, when the play, some players in the midfield are maybe not on their game, you just need you just you, you need like the um, the attacking players to, to to kind of step up. And you know I think that's what Saka did. Um, but I don't think that's what Saka did. That is what Saka did. He got the goal. He was driving every single time that he got the ball. It was it was danger against Luke Shaw inside, rarely outside. But you know, ever so often he'll go outside, and it was just like it, it was an amazing performance. You know, on, on the other side, Martinelli was was not good, and he hasn't been good actually since the World Cup. Um, um, yeah, since the World Cup finals. He, yeah, but but that's it's, it's been tough for him because against against Wan Bissaka, that's probably the best one v one, you know, defender in the in the league. It's funny because you know Wan Bissaka was the one that went to bed on the on the goal, but just playing defending and just like facing up your marker one v one, it's pretty tough to to beat um to be Wan Bissaka. And so yeah, he got he got substituted. Trussard came on, you know, quality quality coming from him. Is another bonus for Ateta because like okay you lost your 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 targets in Mudrick 
and then you're getting in this player prem proven and he, he's one that basically creates the goal passing this is in Jenko, you know we, we we saw what happened Odegaard fluffs it you know misses it kind of and then Inkertia puts it in but it's just quality all around and it's like you know it's 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 amazing to see man uh, like i said you know the youngest team in the league and they're they're doing these things and then it's all heralded by by ateta uh it's amazing man you know Arsenal had tc3 touches in, in united box this this match from from uh um Upsa analyst um an account on twitter uh i think united had 12 and it's just like seven seven hundred and four touches in in the whole game from you know attacking players it's like it's just it's an attacking onslaught and it's, it's quality from from front to back from everybody and you know 50 points after 19 games it's not it's not uh it's not it's not an easy feat man i think there's been like what four that people have done it so yeah i'm just gonna leave this for for ramsey man but that's that's just how i'm feeling right now it's, it's amazing to watch and any any meat do you want to add to it ramsey Basically, the lads have said it, but uh, 50 points after 19 games, that is amazing. Uh, that shows that Arsenal didn't get here by luck. They've shown workings and, uh, you know, when when uh, this guy was out, when Jesus was out and everybody felt, felt like Arsenal was going to fall, especially after the World Cup, uh, look at where we are right now. Top of the log, uh, City won earlier today. It's massive pressure on Arsenal and they needed to respond. And what better way to respond than to score a last minute goal because that was a perfect time to score. Uh, snuff life out of them. There's no way in hell they can come back and then just uh, manage the game till the very end. I-, I want to actually believe that the moment Ateta removed uh, Ben White, you know, he got a yellow in the first half and uh, Anthony actually left the right wing and he came to his side trying to commit him and then i think i just got the memo and he removed him that really worked well for arsenal and then uh, in the second half i think again that's uh, all mark of a team that's going to win the title is learning how to win dirty sometimes you know united were dogged they defended deep uh they played for a point. They really wanted that point badly and then probably hit on the counter and get the odd goal. But that didn't happen. But again, I'll say it again. Uh, Lissandro Martinez is a warrior. He's, he's, he's a top guy. Top, 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 top guy. And I really think he's going to excel in Manchester United. I would really prefer him playing left back because as a centre back, uh, the height's disadvantage. But then he got a goal with his head anyways. So it was a great game. And then I think from now on, uh, Arsenal has passed the test again. So I think what people are going to start saying is they've not played City. You know, it was like they've not played sports, played sports so many way. Uh, Man you beat them, they've not beaten Man you again, now they've done it. They've not beaten Liverpool, now they've done it. So who else? Manchester City, I think it's came on. Okay. We, we, play, we, play an, we play an FA Cup game against them the, this Friday or Saturday. I, I think I, they can I, have that. I think they can have that. That's the I thing. Is is but the 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 men the mental side of it is like, do you want to go into that game saying that they've already like the, the Premier League games that is saying that they've already beaten you? And if I had to pick where my priority lies, I'll stay the league. But again, I can also understand what momentum does when you when you lose that kind of game and then you lose some level of confidence. It's risky. So if you ask me, I'll say they should go in with strong mentality. But I am not going to bat an eyelid about the results, really. Let's let, let's move to let's we'll touch two more games in you know in the Premier League. We'll touch Man City winning three um, three nil against Wolves, together with um, the game that they had against um, 
Tottenham. Tottenham is just really, I don't know, they're all over the place. Finally, they, they have a pulse in the first half, scored two goals against Man City. And then second half is like they left everything behind and Man City run, run them riot. Of course, and then we saw what happens, you know, um, Guardiola comes and talks to the players. You know what, let's get back, let's get back. We're Man City. We win trophies, we win trophies. And then, of course, they just annihilated, uh, what's his name? They annihilated um, Wolves today. It's, 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 it, was, it was crazy. It was three near. It could have been four or five. You know, the re- the referee just looked like he, he wasn't ready for this level. I know him. I've seen him a few times. But it was it was a great performance from from Haaland. He's back, scoring goals. A couple of goals now. Hat trick. His fourth hat trick. The fastest to get four hat tricks, and there are only two of them. And um, was, um, Alan Shera got five in one particular season, and he's young, the youngest to get four. And you know, the numbers are crazy. He has already scored more goals this season than the Golden Boot winner last season, which was 23. With between Son and Salah, he has scored 25 already, and they've played only 20 games. So, Man City, AY, um, you know, they're pushing, they're pushing for the title, right? Uh, still, still, still too early to say. Uh, I mean, they've been poor for, I mean, since the World Cup before. Uh, uh, the good thing is today they had Stones back, so at least that helped Akonji focus a bit. And uh, now that Diaz is available, Laporte is available, I don't expect to see Akonji again anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you only this guy. <laughs> <laughs> should take his place on the bench. Uh, like I said, I mean, the defense was always important because uh, they, would, they would concede, you know, goals and then they would have to chase games or, or they would take a lead and then get cut back like against United. So, once they consult the defense, I think the, the attack is good enough to beat at least 18 teams in the league, you know, so they'll probably be struggle against maybe the likes of Arsenal and Co. But not, it's not against teams like, uh, uh, you know, teams like today. So um, it's not surprising. Uh, maybe because it was a hat trick, you know, Alan has been on a bit of a drought uh, against uh, United and okay, it's called against Spurs, yeah. <laughs> he had only three game draw before this was. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and then now against Wolves, Well, it's safe to say City are back. The defense, most of their defenders back now. Uh, Diaz was on the bench today. Uh, Laporte played, Stones played. So that defense looks like it's, it's sorted already. Uh, I think they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Uh, uh, like I said, it, it depends on how Arsenal manage their their gap the gap they have ahead of City now it's five with a game in hand let's assume they win that game that's eight points so they need to manage that and always get you know a similar result or better than whatever Man City gets if they can manage that then they're fine even if they lose two games to City just manage the results you know make sure you don't drop points when City win points and and so on and you'll be fine. So it's it's Arsenal's to lose really, no matter what. No matter what, it's Arsenal's to lose. And once the Champions League starts again, you know Man City that's the only grill for them. Then they're gonna start resting players in the league and all that. So it's it's Arsenal's to lose. They've lost 
a title at this stage before. So they need to be wary of, you know, the cockiness I'm I'm hearing every weekend here. But it's theirs to lose. So let's see how they manage it. Oh, okay, let's 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 move to the Liverpool Chelsea game. You know, Vlashen said it at the beginning it was really flat. Um, nobody played really well, and you know, mistakes, sloppy. Technically, wasn't good. And then they introduced Mordic, and wow, okay, okay, okay. So this was the kind of player that was going to come to Arsenal, and it was ridiculous. The performance that you know, the, his cameo, he first sent <laughs> James Milner, that is ninety-five years old, sent him, gave him one yellow card, and then the, you know, the close control, even in the box, to find spaces because he's he breaks the lines, he he attracts so much attention, and then he can find spaces. And all of a sudden, wow, this team, if Jao Felix probably coming back, maybe Chelsea might have a pause from now to the end of the season. So, um, um, Liverpool Chelsea, yeah, Liverpool getting a point was, was, was good for them. No, no Van Dyke, but Salah has been off it all season, although, albeit him scoring a lot, a lot of goals or a handful of goals. But nobody doing anything, no no creativity, nothing. The midfield is flat. Mm. So, Liverpool-Chelsea. Yeah, uh, let me just, uh, I don't know, maybe let me, let me do Liverpool. I think I was listening to a podcast earlier in the week. and uh, Somebody said something that was kind of like, uh, it, it kind of struck me in terms of like what Liverpool's problem is. I think what, what so the person, I'm paraphrasing here if I can remember it correctly. But what he said was like, uh, when Liverpool was, um, you know, on top of their game, kind of tussling with 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 City, you know, two, three, four seasons ago, what they really had was, you know, Wijnaldum in the middle, Henderson, all these guys, like, kind of being an engine room and just keeping things going, getting to money, getting to Salah, Firmino kind of, like, orchestrating there and it was just so efficient. And that was, that was what, three years ago when those guys were even younger. And... I think Klopp has kind of like reverted from that and instead of leaving the midfield as the engine room, he's tasked the, tasked the midfield, which is a w- older, worse, slower, less athletic midfield, with now being kind of like the creative hub of the team. And then, you know, you have, it, it, it's kind of reverse as, as it, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be the reverse. It's kind of like now he's asking people that are worse at their job to do more with the, with the ball. So it's, um, uh, um, what's what's the name? Obviously, Javi Elliott. Sometimes when Henderson plays, he's not he's not a starter these days. But when he comes in, uh, yesterday they played Thiago and and Abiketa, and and these are not like you know Thiago is a good player. In fact, no, he's an amazing player. But he's he's slower now. Like, his touches are off. Abiketa has just not been a good signing for them. And now they're asking those players to kind of be the the creative hub of the team. And then you're getting it out wide to players that are not really good technically. Gakpo is is it's it's a poor signing for me really. Uh, Nunes when he came on he's he causes chaos but I've, I've never liked him. I don't think he's a good player. And then Salah who is a bit too far away from the goal to actually you know get his goals. I think he scored what five or seven goals in the Premier League this season or something like that. So it's just like I, I feel it's really poor from them. Um, from club actually he's he's been the problem. He hasn't shuffled it enough. He has he's bought midfielders because you know talk about he's bought Keita. It's bought Thiago. Um, uh, he brought in. He brought in. Uh, he brought in. I don't know. Did he bring in Javier? I can't remember if that correct though. He was an academic player. But he brought in Fabio Cavallo from Fulham. 
So there's been players that he has brought in, but it just feels like now the midfield is 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 being tasked with something that they can't do, and he has no answers for it. Chelsea, Ramsey. Chelsea, Ramsey. Are yeah, you there? But, yeah, I, I saw that against Liverpool yesterday. It was such a, it was such a trap. I, I've never seen that kind of game like that before. I can't remember the last time they were so poor together. Like, can both of them lose? So, uh, really, I think that problem of Liverpool. I'm disappointed in Gakpo because I thought he was going to come in, hit the ground running, blew everybody out of the waters. But look at him. Can't even get a shot on target. Then I think the problem of Liverpool is actually the midfield. Uh, they are aging, and then they have they've been very unlucky with injuries too. Uh, they signed a certain author from Juventus. That guy has not kicked the ball, and you probably will remember he's their player. And then uh, Thiago Alcantara is probably the only one that is trying. Fabinho doesn't have the legs anymore. I don't know what happened to him. He just caught up with Milner. It's no longer there. Probably that right back. Look at what Modric did to him. And then uh, Anderson. Come on, Anderson is done. So it feels a lot like Liverpool as a team. It feels like they are done. And then for Chelsea, I still believe that uh, by the time most of those players on injury lists come back, a lot is going to change for Chelsea. I kind of have very strong belief in this their manager. If they can be patient with him, he has Modric now that showed what he can do in tight spaces yesterday. But they have to they have to be patient with him i don't see them finishing top four no way uh top six they really would try but i, I think it's going to be next season for chelsea i think they just start preparing for for next season but against Liverpool yesterday they showed why they should never qualify for you no that is not the kind of football they play in Europe. it was so 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 poor and like no it was it was such a poor game really well, so with Chelsea making all those signings, um, you've said that next season is probably for them. I think that that would help. Yeah, yeah I think that will help. Uh, and, but then, you know, there are too many players now. They need to actually offload players this January. If not, they're going to have a lot of unhappy players. They have they're attacking players right now. I think they should probably loan Chukwemeka and uh, Ochinsen out. And then maybe Selzic. Because they have... I, I don't think Gallagher as uh, what it takes to actually shine in a big team. I've seen him too many times. The manager kind of likes him probably because he's young. He's trying to uh, manage young, young players. But for me, I don't really see that thing. A lot of people, when he was in Crystal Palace, yes, you can be a big fish in a small pond. But at Chelsea, the expectation is higher. So I really don't see that thing about that guy. And then for their striking options, Aubameyang is done, really. Aubameyang is done. So they have they have too many players now. And trust me, if Arsenal wants to sign a player tomorrow, now probably their manager, their owner, will probably go drop some money to blow Arsenal out again for them to sign it. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know what they're going to do with all the players that they have right now. A lot of players, lots of players. Actually, all those ones, then Badia Shield, awesome. I think it's a good buy. I've seen him two times and I can tell you that, yes, I, I, I can see what they paid for. But if a Fana guy, I've never seen him play before. I have no idea. And then he's also going to be on the bench. So how many players are they going to name for each match day? That's the question we need to ask. Well, well, by the time we move into the other leagues, we'll, that's a really, really good question. Wait, wait, but before we even go on that, like we should actually like talk about it because there, there's a conversation to be had about like not okay. So 
FFP is is one thing, and I'm, I'm sure they, they they've talked about how they they, they get they, they pay these um, fees and then they pay the contracts and they're they're spreading it over a long time, so it's it, it they are staying within the FFP guidelines. But I'm I'm worried about like the legality of it, so not not even legality, like morality of it, and just like how right is it to build a squad like this? You know, like it's and just spend money and throw money and kind of blow other teams out of the water, like okay, okay some, yeah. Yeah, some, of the, some of the players are not even going to be in like in the in the full in the, in the full team yet. Some like Fofana is still going to be in the U team or in the other twenty threes or something. So and like you rightly said, the only striker they have is Aubameyang who is good. Sorry, then, sorry, they, they they signed a guy called David Fofana. Yeah, that's yeah, no, that's what I was saying. He's the guy that will, will be in the under twenty three. Yeah, I'm getting to Fofana. And if Obamayang, if you say Obamayang is dead and they probably are planning to ship him out, then why are you saying they shouldn't have signed for Fana? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> they, they need a striker, right? And for Fana, is, so if you're going to pick on Chelsea for, for signing players, I think for Fana is the wrong one to pick on. But that's actually one of the ones they needed, right? Him and Badeshio definitely needed those two. Yeah, no but. Noni Madueke. Maybe not. But they just Noni Madueke just got him after they just got Hutchinson from Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, yeah. But you have to admit that Hutchinson is not exactly all these are the first squad players. They are more going to be they are more young players that will be, you know, brought in later, maybe next season or the you know, or the or the next. Uh Okay, but you're, they're paying money for them. Like you can't yeah, stockpile like, young players and and pay money for them. Like it's if if anything is unfair. No, when, like, when it's you, not. When you sign, well, have you have you read the details of FFP? When you sign players to the U team, it does not reflect on FFP. So you can sign as many young players as possible. It has effect on FFP. It has no effect on FFP. You can spend a stadium. It has no effect on FFP. So those are issues that will affect FFP. So if you're talking FFP, you should be talking about uh, money laid out for Modric uh, and, and those kind of players. Not Hutchison, Andre Santos, all these guys. I, I get I get where you're coming from. If you look at it, some of these signings look funny. But Amanda Broya is injured, right? He was supposed to be maybe their substitute nine. Aubameyang is dead. Uh so they signed uh, Fofana, like I said, young player. He's not he's not signed to be starting right now. They signed Yao Felix on loan, but, you know, hopefully to you know spare spare the attack. Now they've got Nuni Madweke uh, because of injuries to Pulisic and Sterling. Uh, you have Kante out. I mean, it's so bad that. Louis Hall is playing at left back and is a midfielder because Chiwell is injured. Cucurella has not, you know, done so well at left back. So there are lots of problems and and sometimes we, and I feel that brought forward those transfer plans that yeah, I think that's what has happened. I get your point with the spending. It it looks much. But they need to, of course, they're gonna before the, the end of the transfer window, they're probably gonna let go of one or two players. Jorginho is leaving at the end of the season. So 
No, I think they so just... I feel like what, what you're arguing is they have okay. they have injuries, they have stuff um mitigating circumstances to these signings, which anybody can see that is correct. So I mean Obamayang is bad, they need a striker, they have midfield issues, they need a midfielder, they have a different defensive issues, they need a defender, whatever. The, but it like those things are correct, but where does this come to a second a point that you can't just keep buying and buying to solve those issues either you use your you use your academy players or you reshuffle like they have done with Luis Luis Hall to bring him from from midfield to left back you kind of move players around like the solution to every single uh, issue that you have as a club cannot be let's spend 30 million okay we don't have a winger even though they have Ziyech and they have Pulisic and okay some of them are injured let's spend 100 and something million on Mudrik and then we, we want a right winger Let's spend thirty million on Madueke. Like, it, you can say it's 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 because they have okay, you know yeah. issues, but where does it come to a point that's like, well, that's not really how you solve issues. Uh, that shouldn't be how you solve issues as a club. Okay, okay, but sometimes it's about. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not. You know, advocating for Chelsea system. I'm just. I understand it. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes you need to act fast, act fast in the transfer market, right? Uh, Modric is a perfect example. Should Chelsea have allowed Arsenal to sign Modric simply because they were the first ones to approach him? I mean, the guy's an excellent footballer. I saw that yesterday. And if they didn't sign him, if they didn't come in to drop the extra 5 million euros, he would have gone to the rival. That's just fact. The, the Premiership has, has gotten to the stage now that five, six teams can afford to buy just about anybody. So if you have a chance to sign someone and you're being petty over five, five million euros, ten million euros, you're gonna have yourself to blame. Right now, if you, I, I don't know if you read the, the the rumors this 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 morning, it's now the rumor now is that I'm trying to sign Declan Rice. And they're thinking of spending close to 100 million pounds. That's yeah, the market yeah, right yeah. now. Uh, that's the market right now. So, this, so, oh, they just went, they just spent money. If you want to win, you're going to do it. And if you have an op- opportunity to sign a player and you keep saying, oh, this is too much, it's not the time to do it, someone else is going to go sign a player. And at the end of the day, what matters is who wins the title, who wins all these trophies. At the end of the day, I mean, if you sign a Declan Rice next year for 100 million and sign another player for 100 million and you win the league, who cares if you spent 100 but, million but, to sign Declan Rice? But that's not really like. No one is having about. a goal. No one is having a goal. No, no, no one's having a goal at Pep now for spending 100 million pounds on Jack Grealish because he won the title regardless, right? So what's the problem? Is the problem that they're spending money or the time they're spending money or I think the problem that they replace the player by spending what's I think, the problem? I think the problem is the fact that it, it, look, this is you could you you could spend money and uh, like it's not really about like the legality of it. I don't want, I don't want us to, to harbor too much on this, but it's not really about the legality of it. About wanting to win, blah blah. It's, it's it legal. is legal. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's not about legal. the legality of it, but it's more about like the the morality of it. Like look. I don't want, I don't like to keep bringing stuff back to Arsenal, but like, let's talk about... Morals. Morals. I would be moral. 
no 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 you can't just that's that's lazy that's lazy to just say oh it's cutthroat and then everybody just has to ride with it it's it's it blows out the spirit of competition like you have a squad you have an academy it's the biggest it's probably the biggest academy in london like it's in west london everybody's there they have they have players there that are quality and you just say i'm going to spend 100 million 140 okay. million blah 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 and it's like how, how are people meant to compete with that and why should you be able to yeah. do that by by just like oh you, you formulate your you formulate your contracts in a good way like it's it's for me i think it's rubbish i don't care because like look my club is doing well and it's whatever but it's in spite of teams <laughs> like chelsea uh, it, this is this 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 angle is the funniest I've, I've i've heard in a long time okay so this academy produced amanda broja right produced mason mount Produced Lewis Hall, right? Uh, produced Conor Gallagher. Yeah, produced Chaluba. Ruben Lutas Cheek. Produced Chaluba. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Yeah. Only so, what's your problem? What's that's your... Idea. What? Only missing Mount and all those names you mentioned is a starter. Okay, please. Who, who's the starter in Arsenal? Apart from Saka. Okay, Saka Martinelli is a starter. Who else is starter? Martinelli is not a, he's not from the academy no they picked him oh, up yeah, from, no, Martinelli no, okay. but the point is no, nobody was no 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 the, the, no wait the, the point the point the isn't really about spending I, I, money I, I, what, I, what, what, what's the point you just because said it's like no academy. because it's like Arsenal cannot yeah. let Jesus got injured and then it, they equip, what Chelsea would have done is go and spend 50 million on the striker you can't not every team can do that so what Arsenal have had to do is is get in case Fewer got injured and they promoted all. They didn't go sign. Uh, but, but, Bro, but, but, after but, after buying Chilwell fifteen million, they bought Cucurella the same, almost the same. No, amount. no, they bought no, no, they bought they bought Cucurella because they allowed Alonso to leave. Bro, it's it's the same thing. They, there was a there was a fifty million. Bro, there was a fifty million Chilwell there. What are we like? What are we talking the about? This is Chelsea. The there was a fifty your, million Chilwell there. The example was Jesus got injured and we didn't go spend money. And I just gave that example. Ventura got injured and they promoted all. That's it. It's the same analogy. There's nothing like, oh, they spent 50 million. No, Ventura, yeah, because no, there was a, wait, wait, wait. there was another 50 million player there. That's that's different. Why would there be three 50 million players? Like, what are we talking about? This is not the same thing. There was another fi- there were there were two 50 million players in that in that left back position. Okay. 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 Oh, oh, all right, guys. I still let's, don't let's... I still I still don't see you. You just look. I see people come out criticize Chelsea for how they're spending this money. If they're not breaking any any laws, I don't see the problem. They have a crisis in their midst. Uh, there's a new owner. There's a new manager. You, if you hire a new manager and he tells you, "Look, I don't want this, 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 these players. I want these players. Could you just fast forward the transfers?" What is the owner supposed to do? If he says, okay, I want to support my manager, what's the problem? If the owners don't support the manager, you complain. If they support the manager, you complain. If they spend money, you complain. If they bring players from the academy, I gave you an example of players brought from the academy, you're rubbishing all of them. So I don't get I don't get what you want. Chelsea has more academy players than Arsenal. And you're rubbishing Chelsea. I mean, come on, guys. Let's move to other topics. Let's move to what happened and uh <clears throat> excuse me. What happened in um, 
Syria, Na- Napoli won 2-0. Osimhen keeps scoring. Great results. But before we touch on one or two transfers, Ewai, can you can you break down, you know, as simply as possible for for our audience, um, what happened with um, with um, excuse me with um, Juve deduction of points and you know they said they had some they lied to the public uh, about their book. Yeah, it's about uh, basically you know account fraud, accounting fraud. So meaning maybe overstating the value of a player uh, or reducing you know on the books reducing the amount they, play, they pay the player but they're paying the player a lot more because uh, the first is first the documents are not in the public domain so everything we we know is more of a rumor one of the rumors is that uh, they they were paying Ronaldo off the books on 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 the, on paper, they said probably they paid him a particular amount, but that's not exactly what they paid him. They intend to put that in the books later. Uh, I think that that's from the COVID period when players took uh, cuts, right? So yeah, they deferred payments. They said the players were going to defer payments for three or four months. Yeah, but actually, it was one month. Yeah. So uh, the full details are not known, but. From the rumors, from what we've been hearing, it's got to do with just basically cooking account books and stuff like that. Uh, and the rumor of uh, Paratici having a black book where all these scams are in. Uh, Paratici now has a two year ban in Italy. Uh, but, but the Italian but FA. What? But he's in Tottenham now. Yeah, but now the Italian FA has someone. Have, Taking the case to UEFA to extend it, so and I'm sure UEFA probably accept that. So he's actually going to start that sport. But let's see how that goes. Uh, so it's just, it's just we don't have the full details because they're they're confidential files. But we've been hearing rumors. I think a 15 point deduction is actually over what was recommended by the prosecutor. Prosecutors recommended nine points. So. Juventus are planning to appeal that, hoping it drops tonight, which will make it uh, better for them. Uh, at the moment, look at the the Syria the Syria table in the league. Uh, let me let me just see if I can check that briefly. Yeah, they dropped to ninth on twenty-three points. So let's assume they win the appeal. And they get six points shaved off. That that's the, that means they'll be seventh position, which means they still have a good chance to play in Europe next season. Uh, seventh position that would make them about eight points behind Roma in fourth. They might not make Champions League, but at least they'll be in the Europa League. Uh, they might not need to sell any of their big boys. And don't let and don't forget, uh, Juventus made losses of two hundred million euros last year, which is the largest in their history. That's another problem. Um, it's a problem because I mean the owners could simply wipe up the debt but you know the process of doing that might violate FFP so uh, I don't see it as a huge problem and it's just it just means that they're going to have a bad season and then next year they just reboot on the pitch however it's another thing entirely I don't I, I'm not impressed so that's just it really um, so let me ask you this, um, um, 
Ramsey. Um, um, for transfer because we're in it so far. Um, the teams that have made transfers, Arsenal has made, um, Chelsea have made tons of transfers. Which of which of these teams, uh, Liverpool too have made, you know, in t- terms of, I think Newcastle have made, um, Madrid, Barcelona, all those guys haven't really made any transfers. But so among all this, you know, like the teams, which of the transfers, maybe top two, top three teams with the transfers that they've made will move the needle for their teams for whatever uh, for whatever objective they they have for the year. I don't want us to flog Chelsea anymore. Trust me, Chelsea just don't want to they, they don't want to fix their problems. Instead, they're just buying players from buying seats. Really, I'm surprised that Chelsea have not bought a striker in this window. Wait. That is what they need. Is done, like we said. So for me, Chelsea is out of it. They are buying players, yes, but they are probably buying players for statements, not for what the team needs. Uh, for Arsenal, uh, I saw Trossard today, and I can tell you that uh, Martinelli is is running out of gas, and uh, Trossard is just plug and play. Yes, I. We all thought Arsenal was going to buy out on our striker when Jesus got injured. But look at Inketia. So what's the point? So I'll say Arsenal got it right with Trossard. For Manchester United, the Wegos guy, I really don't think. I, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. Maybe I'll have to see him again. I saw him in today's game like probably three times. At some point, I didn't even know he was on the pitch. So, but maybe the occasion was quite bigger than he than him today. I, I'd like to see him again. Against Crystal Palace, the same thing. So, but again, I'd like to see him. Again. But yes, United do need out and out striker. I'm not just sure if Wegos is the guy. And then for Liverpool, we've said that before, I think they're getting a lot of things wrong right now. Uh, the Gakpo guy, maybe he needs time. It's not he's not there at all. He's not it's not impressive. I, I saw him over the weekend. He, he was really poor. Not a single shot on target. He was just balloon balloon everything that came his way. And then maybe he was too hasty, kind of probably eagerness to shine. So he's playing out of position again. I, I don't understand. And then Wales, uh, Newcastle. What does Newcastle actually need? I think they have a solid team, and they've not considered a goal in over five hours since October. Wow! So probably what do they need? Maybe score depth, and maybe another big name to scare the opponents. Sometimes they're amazing. And then Tottenham. Tottenham is just being Tottenham. They're not doing anything meaningful in the transfer market. Um, what 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 do they actually need at Tottenham? They need a new team, probably a new manager, maybe a new statement. <laughs> Uh, what else? Uh, I think I think that's just about it. And then for Barcelona, Barcelona is broke. You want to loan them money? They don't have any level to activate anymore. So what I just don't just get was their need for Carrasco. They were asking for Carrasco from Atletico because Atletico took the pay from them. So what do they need Carrasco from? What exactly do they need Carrasco from? They 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 have uh, Dembos, uh, they have Rafinha, they have enough players on the uh, white players. So what do you need Carrasco for? And then for Real Madrid, I'm not sure they have enough money. They are just probably saving money for Bellingham and maybe uh, Mbappe. So basically, that's it. For me, I'm, I'm impressed with Arsenal, but Arsenal need to bring in a central midfielder. If anything happens to Pate, that's the end of the title game. Ewa, you wanted to chime in? Uh, I think he said something about he said something about Mbappe going to Liverpool. That's not going to happen. So 
That's it. He's saying going to Real Madrid. He said Real Madrid. He said Liverpool. He said Liverpool saving money for Mbappe. That's not what I heard. You support Manchester United, right? I can understand. I said Real Madrid. <laughs> oh, okay. What can you what can you understand? <laughs> it was a very long trip. You came back empty handed. I am sorry. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Um uh, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. See you next week. Thank you. Yeah, well, so um AY, what's happening in the NBA? Anything new apart from Celtics winning? Oh man, nothing new. Uh, Celtics still winning. Uh, uh, the Lakers snapped uh, the Grizzlies in three yesterday. Um, um, you know who is getting closer to his um, scoring title? Nothing new really in the NBA, to be honest. Nothing new. Luca being Luca, Jokic being Jokic, Tatum, everyone's doing good. Uh, Marcus Mag got injured, but it's not that serious from what we heard, so that's it. In the, I, 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 I thought we should just turn this briefly. The uh, Australian Open, Nadal's out. Uh, Swatek is also out. That's the woman number one. She's also out, so uh, it's 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 looking funny. Djokovic just barely scraped through. He had an injury in his match. Yeah, yeah. So the next week is gonna be the main week, or this week is gonna be the main week. So, so I I guess we'll talk more about the Australian Open next episode. Um, let's 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 wrap up with what happened in uh, um, NFL. um, Jaguars against Chiefs. It was was a close game. Um, this guy got injured. Yeah, yeah, was was really close, close, but uh, Mahomes was able to come back to get them up. Yeah, yeah, they needed him. They needed him. And then then Philly went before with the the Giants in the other game. Uh, at Mm -hmm. the point. I had, I think it was 20-24-0 at the point. I mean, it was just mm. horrible. It was, it was terrible. Yeah, yeah. And as we speak right now, it's uh, the the Cincinnati Bengals and uh, my team, the Buffalo Buffalo Bills. Yes. Uh, at the moment, it's fourteen zero. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> who's leading? Sorry, who's leading? Uh, the Bengals. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my own okay. budget, man. And then later we're gonna, we're gonna see the Cowboys against the Forty Niners. So. Mm, that that will be a game and a half. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right, okay. Um, thank th- thank you very much, Mirwai. Um, thank you very much, Ramsey, as well. Um, congratulations to the winners this week on all on all different spots. Um, we drop every new episode of Between the Lines every Monday at 10 a.m. Make sure you check us out on all podcast platforms. Thank you very much and good night. Yeah, cheers, guys.